Welcome to the Healthy and Happy Podcast, a workshop-style podcast hosted by yours truly, Julie Brewer. I'm a blogger and holistic nutrition coach on a mission to help women live healthier, happier lives and show up as the strongest, most confident version of themselves. In this podcast, we get real about all things nutrition, fitness, and personal development to help you cut through all the BS and transform your body and most importantly, your life. Sound good? Let's dive in. What's up, my loves? Welcome back to another episode of the Daily Healthy and Happy Podcast. I'm really excited for this one. This one is very vulnerable for me to share because I think there's a difference between vulnerability when you're actually going through something versus vulnerability after the fact. For me, I have no problem rehashing past experiences and things that I've been through in the past. I talk openly about my eating disorder. I talk about the sexual abuse I experienced as a child. And I have, not that I don't have a problem talking about those things, but it's a lot easier for me to talk about those now because I've done the work to work through them. They're in the past and it's not really something that affects me on a daily basis. But true vulnerability, I believe, lies in the uh, the ability to share your experience as you are going through it. Now, I think there's a fine line when you're actually going through something, because if I were to sit here and share this experience with you and make it seem like a sob story and like, oh, I'm just going through something right now, I'm so sad, oh my goodness, without offering any kind of guidance or support or plan of action for you guys to implement, then I think that's where the problem with the vulnerability lies. I think there's a difference between oversharing <laughs> what's going on in your life and actually sharing experiences that offer valid solutions that people can hopefully relate to. So I just wanted to lay that out there, put that on the line and let you know that this is kind of vulnerable for me to talk about because it's something I'm actually going through at the moment. And I have the tendency to want to, I don't know, go through everything, have it be perfect, have all the answers and solutions, and then share it with you guys. But I really felt pulled to share this with you as I'm going through it. So just bear with me. I'm not going to cry or anything. (laughs) I've been there, done that. Um, But this is just something that I've experienced lately. And based on the fact that I shared this on Instagram and so many of you sent me DMs, you replied to the caption with these long, heartfelt, thoughtful messages and responses. Oh my God. I'm like, I need to share this on the podcast. I need to talk about this because it seems that it's something that a lot of people are going through and struggling with also. And that's my job as a coach. I would not be the person that I am without sharing these things with you guys. And this is who I hope to be as a person. So today I'm going to talk to you about why I'm ditching all food rules for the next six months. So Mark and I were having a conversation over dinner the other night and it opened my eyes to so many of the disordered eating behaviors that still linger in my life today. So just to give you a bit of a background, I had binge eating disorder for about three years of my life and it's been a couple years since that happened. That was around the time my senior year of college and the couple years after I graduated. So I'm pretty much removed from that. I've worked through it, but there are still behaviors and tendencies that linger in my life today. So while I'm very far removed from the days of binging and blacking out and being out of control and then waking up feeling super guilty, there are still feelings of shame that linger when I overindulge or I let myself off the hook with my diet. 
And the funny thing is, is that I still do things like I say no to fruit or bananas because they're very high carb. But then I turn around on a Friday night when I'm with Mark or when I'm by myself, which is even more shameful and isolating, um, only to eat my body weight in popcorn. And I'm talking like the whole bag of popcorn, the blackout experience where you're just like, oh shit, I just ate that whole thing. <laughs> um, or the gut reaction I have the morning after that happens when I wake up and I automatically, literally the first thought that comes to my mind is how am I going to burn that off? How am I going to make up for that? And those are disordered things thoughts. That is not really normal to think of food or exercise in that way. Food is something that is meant to be enjoyed and cherished and you should be mindful when you're eating and it should be a positive experience. It should never be something that you want to burn off or make up for. And same thing with working out. You should never feel like you have to wake up in the morning and you have to work out because you have to burn calories in order to eat food or make up for the food that you did eat. So if you are having those, please understand that those aren't necessarily normal. Those are the behaviors and tendencies classified somewhere in the eating disorder realm. Okay. I'm not going to get into like the levels of eating disorders today, but just know that that's not one of the most normal things you can think. It's just a normal experience in that situation would be, okay, yeah, maybe I ate the bag of popcorn. The next day I don't wake up and automatically think I need to go burn this off or I don't feel like a piece of shit for eating the bag of popcorn. It's just kind of one of those things where I like, mm, maybe I don't feel the best today. Maybe I'll make more of an effort to cook all my food today and eat food that nourishes my body, but you're not judgmental and you're not beating yourself up. So you see the difference there between somebody who is quote normal and somebody who tends to be a little bit more on the disordered habits and thought patterns side of things. Okay. And I'm sharing this with you in that experience about eating the popcorn because it's a real story that happened last weekend. And I share that with you as a nutrition coach and as someone who guides people through these experiences because I am a human. I never claim to be the end-all, be-all, know-all, I am perfect, my eating habits are perfect, I never have a disordered thought. And just because I no longer suffer from an eating disorder, some of those ingrained thought patterns still linger because when you think a certain way, about food, about your body, about fitness for years and years and years, those thought patterns and habits become ingrained and it takes a while for them to reverse. And I'm not sure if they ever reverse completely. You might still have the tendencies and be able to override them and more quickly think of something positive, but they're still there. Okay. So my first thought after all of this is to immediately start tracking macros again. So about two weeks ago after this happened, I started to think that I needed to just gain control of my diet. I needed to track my macros. I needed to sit down, calculate out some macros, and just really get strict with myself again because that's what's going to be the solution to this. I just need to get strict. If I can just rein in my willpower and white knuckle my way through it and track my macros, I can look like all these girls on Instagram that are ripped and shredded that have no problems tracking macros and life is just going to be perfect and beautiful and I'll be loved and accepted. And like, really, that's, I mean, I didn't think all of those things at one time, but that's essentially the essence of what tracking macros meant to me. So I tried it for two weeks. I'm going to be real with you. Okay. I'm not. And by the way, when I say this, this is with a huge disclaimer. I am not here to shame or put down anybody who believes that tracking macros or counting calories or dieting or anything is helpful for them. 
it is a strategy that you can use during certain periods of your life. And if you find that you can do it without obsession and without controlling your food and your body image, and you can do it in a healthy, balanced way with no emotional attachment, this is not for you. This is my experience. And I just wanted to put that out there because I do use it as a coaching tool for certain people who are in the right headspace to do it. So if that's you, I'm not trying to put you down. I love you so much. You're awesome. And autonomy is always the queen. So do you boo, do whatever works best for you. But when I started the tra- tracking the macros for the two weeks, it only perpetuated the all or nothing mindset. The, I just went over my macros, so fuck it. I'm just going to eat whatever, YOLO. I'm going to eat this whole bag of popcorn and then I'm going to crave something sweet after I had something salty. So I'll just eat a whole pint of Halo Top and then, you know, I'll just start and I'll be perfect tomorrow. And then I'll be perfect Monday through Friday and then leave a little wiggle room for the weekend and blah, blah, blah. You know the feelings if you've ever been there and you've had those thoughts. Uh, It's kind of like the broken phone mentality, right? And this is what I preach against. So it's ironic that I was slipping back into those old patterns. But again, I am human. So it's like the analogy I always relate to people. Let's say you dropped your phone on the ground, okay? Would you, and it cracked a little bit. And it was a little bit damaged, but it wasn't too damaged. And you picked it up and you saw that it was cracked. And you're like, you know what? fuck this. And you just keep smashing your phone into the ground. Okay. That's essentially what we do with our diet. When we just say like, fuck it, I don't care. I'm just going to go balls to the wall and then I'll start again tomorrow. It's yeah, a little bit of damage may have been done when you had the popcorn, for example, but it's not enough to undo all the progress that you have created. What is enough to undo all the progress is that moment when you decide, oh, whatever, screw this. I'm just going to start again tomorrow all this food after this point, I'm going to eat and it's not going to matter because that's the stuff that does matter. Okay. So I found myself doing that. I found myself slipping back into those habits and patterns of just saying all or nothing. I'm going to be perfect throughout the week. And on the weekend, I'm just not going to care. YOLO. And then, so I was telling Mark all of this and the poor guy, I probably talked to him about this. Like, I don't know, honestly, I've been struggling with it since I met him because I'm a human and I'm a woman growing up in a society where Instagram is prevalent and you see people in their bikinis all day long and you just want to look and feel your best and like you fit in and like you have the right to be a fitness coach and a nutrition coach. Okay. So I was talking to Mark about this and he said something that felt so stinking good to my soul. I'm beating on my chest right now, if you can hear it (laughs) through the microphone, because I was like, yes, God, thank you. So he said, what if you just stopped trying for six months? Like, what if you just stopped tracking your macros? What if you just gave up your food rules and you just did what you wanted to? And I'm like, bitch, (laughs) okay. I'm like, that at first, that would sound scary to me. And in past experiences, he's told me the exact same thing and it has felt terrifying to me, but this time it just felt so freeing. I was like, yes, that feels so good in my body. My intuition is given a big old hell yes right now. And as you guys know, I always say it's either hell yes or it's a no. And that was like a whole visceral hell yes for me. And it sounds so simple, but so many of us are afraid to give up the food rules that govern us for fear of gaining weight or spiraling out of control. Or we think that if we just give ourselves the freedom, then we're only going to eat donuts for the rest of forever. Or whoever, who knows what else we think in our minds. That's bullshit. But here's the thing. The way that we build trust with ourselves and confidence ultimately is 
first and foremost to trust our intuition. So if the thought of giving up food rules for six months, because it's an experiment, think about six months in the grander scheme of your whole life. This is how I'm thinking of it. Let's say worst case scenario, I let loose. I said, I'm not going to follow food rules and I gained 65 pounds. First of all, let's be realistic. Do you actually think I'm going to let that happen? No. And I'm not going to regulate that by micromanaging and controlling. Rather, I'm giving myself the freedom to have a donut if I want it. And then the rest of the time rely on foods that make me feel good. Because that's the thing. We think if we give up control, we're automatically just going to binge eat donuts and da 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 da. You can do that for maybe three days until you start to feel like shit. And then you start craving healthy food again. So keep that in mind. Don't think that just because you're giving up your food rules automatically means that you're just going to binge eat all day long, every single day. You're not going to feel good if you do that. So the majority of my diet is still going to be governed by the fact that I love to eat healthy. I love eating high quality proteins, healthy fats. I love vegetables. You know, the GPF style of eating that I made a podcast about, that is how I truly eat 99% of the time. But when I start doing things like tracking macros, the first thing that happens is I try to work within those macro numbers. So I stop eating things that I love like egg yolks or healthy fats like avocado because they're higher in calories, they're higher in fat, and it doesn't fit into my macros as easily. So I give those up in favor of something else that's not as healthy, like three rice cakes, for example, not that those are bad, but do you see the quality of nutrition choices there? I don't eat an avocado or egg yolks because they're higher in calories, but they make me thrive and feel amazing and they're awesome for your brain health. But I'll choose three rice cakes because it's only 21 grams of carbs and it fits into my macros better. Do you see where that does not add up and make sense? And as a woman who knows intuitively that I function well off of a high protein, higher fat, moderate carb with a ton of vegetables diet, I want to be able to eat healthy fats and I want my body and my brain to work efficiently. And here's the honest to God truth. We are meant for so much more in this world than being obsessed with food and our bodies and our fitness, okay? That should be a small percentage and fraction of your life. Our mental energy should be consumed with things that we love, things that are going to make us a better person, things that are going to make the world a better place. You can pour all of that mental energy that you've been obsessing about nutrition and fitness and your body and needing to be perfect and start to apply that mental energy to things like a business that you want to create or somebody in your life that you love and you want to help or yourself. Work on improving yourself. When we spend so much time and let food govern and rule over our lives by creating these food rules and these strict guidelines and these strict diets and going on and off, that consumes 80% of your mental energy throughout the day. You're constantly thinking about what can I eat? What can I eat? When can I eat? What can I make up for? How many calories do I need to burn? Blah, blah, blah. It's freaking exhausting. And that's the point I'm at right now. I am exhausted from spending so much time thinking about that. So I am doing this experiment for six months. I'm just not, not that I'm not going to give a fuck because that is not the proper thing. I still care very much about my nutrition. I'm keeping my food quality and choices high. And I am letting how I feel govern my food choices. If I want a donut, I'm going to have it. But 90% of the time, I'm still going to eat really high quality, really 
wholesome, nutritious, and delicious foods. So I'm taking one for the team. I know this idea may scare the crap out of some of you. You really honestly have to be in a mental space where it's either a hell yes or it's a no, because if it's not a full body hell yes for you and you try to do this, it might be a little bit too soon in your journey um, to just jump right into completely giving up food rules because it's not that easy. And if you do choose to do that, please understand that you're still going to have those thought patterns. It's not like you make the choice and all of a sudden everything's going to be perfect you guys know <laughs> progress over perfection. Okay. You can't let perfect be the enemy of good. And that means that I am trying my best. I'm going to try my best for the next six months to let this play out as it will. If that means I gain weight, cool. If it means I lose weight, cool. We'll see what happens. I'm going to be the guinea pig. I'm going to share this journey with you guys. A lot of you express interest that you wanted me to share this in a podcast form. I might do it in a video, whatever way you guys think would be the most helpful for you. I really want to share this because I want it to alleviate the fear of gaining weight, of not being loved, of what would happen if you gave up all food rules. Because a lot of us think that we're just going to gain weight or lose complete control over our whole entire lives. But really, it just clears up that mental space and energy for you to focus on important things. And I want to prove that. And I want to show that it is possible to maintain your weight or even lose weight if that's your goal without being psycho and obsessed about it. Okay. Because at the end of the day, we're all searching for the same things, right? What are we aiming for when we are trying to diet or lose weight or be a certain size or a certain body fat percentage or look a certain way? We're all searching for connection, for love, for approval from others, for trust in ourselves and other people. And now I honestly want to begin the journey to find those things in places other than food and to not let food gain control and power over my life, but rather me be the one that's in control, that governs my food choices, that eats well 90% of the time and lets myself indulge without guilt. So stay tuned. I'm going to be sharing a lot more about this journey. If you guys want to know anything specific, if you're listening to this and you're like, hell yes, I want to try that out. If you need some guidance, let me know. I can make a podcast about kind of what I'm doing. I think I explained it well in this one, but let me know if you have any specific questions. And if you want me to share this journey along the way, take a screenshot that you're listening to this episode, share it on your Instagram story and tag me and say, hell yes. Say, hell yes, Julie. I want to learn more about this and I'll share it with you. Tag me at healthnutjulie and I will talk to you guys very soon. Remember, this is never to put anyone down. Okay. This is just my experience and me being completely transparent and honest about something I'm going through right now. So I love you and you always have the power of choice. And if this is a full body hell yes for you and you want to try it too, good. If you love tracking macros, also awesome. I am on board for whatever works for the individual. And so if something is working for you, keep doing it, but have enough self-awareness to realize when something is no longer working for you and be willing and open to switch directions if you need to, because that is how you grow. That is how you become the strongest, healthiest, and happiest version of yourself. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye.